Hi, welcome to episode 80 or 90. I just said that. I just said it. Episode 90 of Creepy Soup. I'm Jill. I'm Jenny. And we're mat- we matched today. I don't even have my glasses on. So yeah. we're both winning. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the episode's coming out on the right day little later than normal because it is the day of and we're just now recording so um, to be fair I thought it was Saturday <laughs> oh I wish so how are you today peachy same same uh, I know you're working but other than working are you having a decent weekend Sure. <laughs> Mine has actually been really nice. Um, this has been my weekend of no, saying no. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. Um, it's I've made it about me. Um, because every weekend I'm always so busy doing this for, for like my husband. Last weekend he was like super sick, and that was the whole fucking thing. And I'm so glad he's not sick anymore. Um, and my big thing that I do plan on doing today is getting a couple things cleaned up and erasing my my glitter strands. Yeah, those yeah. those silver glitter is fun. Yeah, wisdom glitter. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna be doing that. Um, and then hopefully. Mm-hmm. Once we're all done here, um, the plan is to go look at new mattresses. Mm, Okay. Well, the last couple, my husband has went to pick out. And anyone that knows us knows that Roy is a cheap bastard. (laughs) So he doesn't go for quality. He goes for price. And like, honestly, I've been complaining over a year that we need a new mattress. And about six months ago, he was like, yeah, I I think we need one. Well, it's been getting put off. And I finally told him, I am no longer comfortable in the bed. Like I woke up today, my arm, my arm hurt. (laughs) Like it's so bad. You probably just slept wrong. (laughs) Well, honestly. How are you going to be broke for three days? Right. Well, I think it's my job because the one part I lift and I lift a couple hundred of them a day of this particular part number, they're, um, they're 18 pounds a piece and I'm lifting and then I lift them again to put them up. So I've got like this shoulder that bothers me and this elbow. Okay. Makes sense because you're doing this and this. Yeah. Yeah, so I got the shoulder and that and it's actually one of the reasons we were just talking before we started recording cuz she, Jenny and I have actually been on Zoom for over an hour now. <laughs> um that I I now have chiropractor visits on my insurance and I'm going to take advantage. <laughs> I definitely think you should. If I could, I would we also decided that we need to divorce our husbands and her and I need to get married so that I can go get fixed up. <laughs> yep. So she can 
get in on my insurance for a little bit. And then, then, you know, we can amicably divorce and mm-hmm. remarry our current spouses or upgrade. I mean, either way. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a thought. <laughs> um, do you have anything exciting coming up? Uh, I go back to school on Tuesday. Um, and that is where I am going to start the process of the acuplacer testing, um, and get signed up in the school system so that I can then do everything online. So I'm I'm getting those steps done that I need to get done. Good. good. Congratulations. That's, that's, it's good. Um, I know my big exciting thing this week is on Wednesday, I have an appointment. Actually, it was supposed to be at noon and the girl messaged me and she's like, would it be okay if we make it a half an hour earlier? I'm like, absolutely. Um, I can't remember if I brought this up previously, um, but my middle grandson, as you know, is very... T- the, uh, Okay, I'm going to say all my grandkids are talented when it comes to crafty, artsy stuff. Mm -hmm. But my middle grandson, somewhere he got like the artist gene and he. um, There's been a couple different things that he's done that I've said that would make an awesome tattoo. Well, he drew something. And I finally said, that's what I'm getting. Um, A few weeks back, he was really into drawing an eye, like just just one. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, as soon as I seen it, and then it's got like some tears coming out. Like, there's no way if you look at it, it looks like a 10-year-old drew it. Um, I mean, I don't know. Oh, dang. No, that's really good. Yeah. Well, if I look at a picture of my mom, that is my mom's eye. Oh, okay. So, yeah. it. So, I'm like, I got to get it. So, I have a consultation on Wednesday um, for that. I, the And the picture is great. But the actual drawing, like the picture doesn't do the drawing justice. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking in the actual drawing. And yeah, nice. so I'm excited. I'm excited. Where are you going to get it? I don't know. That's probably one of the things we're going to go over in the consultation. Um, I mean, I don't, I mean, like maybe here, but I've also got room here. But not a lot like I don't know. But I don't want it here. I I don't know. You wanna be able to see it. Yeah, I wanna be able to see it all the time. Yeah. Understandable. I was joking with Roy that I was gonna get it right here. <laughs> <laughs> but That's okay. Okay, I'm gonna tell you he's gullible. When I got these ones. Because I got mm-hmm. these together. This is our wedding date. And this is his initials and in his writing. 
Um, but, and he knew I was going because, um, it was around mother's day and I had taken his mom to go get her very first tattoo. I don't think she's gotten one since, um, she wanted something for her husband that had passed away. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where she got okay so I had the idea of I knew I wanted his initials at our anniversary date um and they're small and they're cute but they can be covered if necessary which I don't think I'll ever cover them and I'm like but I want Roy's handwriting and I'm like I think you should get Bill's handwriting instead of whatever she does so that's what she did now here's the thing when the person writes kind of sloppy it does kind of, I don't want to say drop down, but someone else might look at it and go, oh, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, because initially she did have it like very beautifully scripted. Um, and then, you know, we had decided to go with his writing or she had decided, like I came up with the idea because I'm sorry doing this. And like it, it's, it's a cute tattoo, but it, it just looks weird with his because <laughs> it was so. But um, you were chicken scratches. Yeah, he 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 knew I was getting a tattoo, but I didn't want to tell him what I was getting. I wanted to surprise him with this, so I did tell him <laughs> that I was getting like my lower abdomen area. I was gonna get bone garage <laughs> that's not the one I would have expected but at the same time totally fits well I didn't want him to have any I didn't want him to think I was doing something not for him because I wanted it but and I don't even want to say celebrate but like in his honor like, yeah, I didn't want him to have any idea that's what I was doing. <laughs> so I'm like, I got to come up with something wild that he thinks I'm going to get that knowing me would be believable. And that's what I came up with. The fact that you got him to believe that is freaking awesome. Yeah, because right up until we left for the appointment, he was like, are you really getting that? Like, yeah. So then when I came home with these, he was so relieved. I bet. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. I don't know. If there's something going on out there. It's yeah. not my business. It's not my business. So, shall we get on to today's story? Let's. So, this is a case that I've wanted to do for several months now. Um, and it is the Hinsdale House. Mm-hmm. Um, it is currently owned by a man named Dan Kalitz. 
Um, K L A E S. Say it how you want. <laughs> Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he came into possession of the house in 2014, 2015. Shit. I didn't write it down, apparently. I thought I did. My mistake. Um, I did get, uh, the information for this from the website that he runs in regards to the Hinsdale house. Um, and through various investigations, there is also a couple of books and a movie um, in relation. So like, if you don't want to watch the investigation aspect, because um, lots of people have been there. Um, it's actually very affordable too. 350 for up to six people. Okay, that's, that's not bad. No. Um, so there are two books. There is um echoes of a haunting on amazon which is by clara miller and the hinsdale house an american haunting by tim joyce and dan the owner um and that can be found on various places uh, there's also the movie hinsdale house which can be found on youtube tubi and amazon thank you for letting us know where we can find them because you're welcome. You're gonna have to text. You're gonna have to shoot me a text with the name of these. Okay. Um, I can actually cheat and send you a picture because I have it wrote out really nicely. Okay, that works too. Um, so the Hinsdale House is also referred to as the Dandy House. Um, and I'll get into that a little later. But this property sits at thirty-eight thirty. MacMahon Road um, in Hinsdale, New York. Um, and we're going to get into the deep history because they told me the deep history, which adds to like everything of this place. Okay. Um, so this is in upstate New York. Um, so very uh, wooded area and hills and yeah, things like that. Um, this property is tucked away in the woods. Um, originally a hundred acres. Um, it is believed that it is the site of a Native American massacre of over ten thousand people. Um, there is a source that refutes that in a sense okay. um, in the original telling through the site and whatnot um, they do not mention burial ground burial mound none of that they just say these people were massacred here okay the refute is that there is no burial site and there is no mound so, okay, it makes sense that if another people came in and wiped this people out, that they would not be buried in their traditional manner. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. of course, you wouldn't find a mound because there isn't any natives left to make the mound. Right. 
Um, so, yeah. Um, however, after this massacre, um, people were believing that the land was cursed. People would try to hunt on the property um, and they would report seeing various things such as half human, half animal hybrids running through the forest, um, hearing various things, you know, screaming, name calling, um, the shouts, knocks, bangs, um, and things rustling in the night that shouldn't be rustling, basically. Um, a really creepy woods. We'll go with that. Um, so I guess. So some believe also that that massacre opened a portal. Here nor there. Uh, there isn't anything to really say yes, no, what have you. Um, so some time goes by and there is a farm that is built by the Everett brothers in 1855 uh these brothers were said to be a piece of work <laughs> um they had a road that a lot of stagecoaches would travel on they would frequently rob and murder the people on the stagecoaches um, and this was a oral history passed down uh, through the families, um, reportedly. Um, however, the same refutement of the burial mounds also states that the home was never used as a stagecoach inn, which, in the original telling, that is not the claim. There is no claim that the house was an inn, merely that the people who lived there murdered the people who were going by okay. so yeah i'm kind of not happy about the refutement like okay you picked the smallest bit to try to refute right <laughs> you, you know what i mean like and when i tell you where it comes from it'll make total sense um so supposedly these brothers would hold on to the bodies in a crawl space um, on the property. It's not said specifically where okay. the crawl space was. Um, however, the current owner did bring ground penetrating sonar out to the property and bodies were found. Um, so that does give credibility to that story. However, um, they could not determine whether or not they were murder victims. Um, you know, I mean, that, that's hard when all you got is bones. You know, yeah. that takes time. In some cases, a lot of time. Um, so, you know, maybe 10 years down the road, we might find out, you know, that that is the case or that it wasn't. But for now, I'm going to say that that makes that story more credible. Yeah. in my opinion. Um, so once, um, doo -doo -doo, sorry, 
Oh, okay. So also on the property, um, there was said to be two brothers, different brothers, um, different section of the property. Um, they were in the woods and had got it into a heated argument. I'm going to assume that they were hunting. They had shotguns. To me, that makes sense. Because like they don't say why these men are in the woods. Just that they're in the woods. I'm, I'm going to assume hunting. Um, they get into a supposedly heated argument in regards to religion. Um, that's 100% hearsay. Um, however, one brother did not make it out of the woods alive. Okay. Um, so yeah. Um, and then again, in June of 1942, um, there was a boy who, um, had an accident while working with his father's tools, um, when the blade of a buzz saw snapped loose. Um, unaliving the child instantly. Um, oddly enough, in the investigations, um, they make note of the small child that haunts the property. Um, they make numerous claims, too, that it is the child who died from the buzzsaw accident. However... I did see an article in relation to this um, and has, you know, the name of the paper, um, the story itself, um, things like that. Like, I could have gotten you this kid's name. However, I chose not to. Um, but he was not a small boy. This boy was 16 years old and in high school. Okay, definitely not a small boy. Nope. Um, and in fact, in the history that I found in, in various forms, I did not find a incident with a small boy, unless it may have been referred to as with a Native American. So that's interesting to me. Yeah. Um, because several different investigators mentioned the small boy. Um, and in the refutement story, they say that the boy did not even die on the property, yada, yada, yada. However, the home is on a 10-acre parcel within a 100-acre area. There are other homes on the 100 acres, So, I mean, even though it's not technically on the Dandy property, it's still on the original Hinsdale property. Um, let's see, the Dandy family, um, which is the most heard of story, uh, moved in in the early 1970s um, from what I originally found 
the family was only in the home for 16 months. In the refutement, the family lived there for four years. Mm -hmm. And there's some other aspects of the refutement that don't quite make sense either. Um, so it was almost immediate when they moved in. Um, however, they moved in with the whole, you know, uh, this is the best house ever. You know, it's our forever home. Like in The Conjuring, yep. you know, it, it's, you know, the the prized home they've been looking for. Yep, um, yep. And almost immediately began to experience activity. Um, not quite the same as in, in that case, though. Um, it was more so a presence um, that was hanging around. Um, the phone would ring and no one would be there. Um, stuff like that, you know, just common poltergeist type activity to say. Um, however, things did ramp up. At one point, um, a lamp had flown across the room and struck one of the daughters. Um, mm -hmm. And that particular daughter's room was what the current living room is. There was a sister who was um, believed to be under the early stages of possession. Um, however, the family thought that it was happening because of the room she was in. Uh, within that room, flies would frequently pile up we'll say um always cold you know always had that presence yada yada so they moved the daughter out of the room and into the other daughter's room the one in the living room um and they proceed to barricade this door and nail it shut in the hopes that that's going to keep all of that at bay it did not. Mm -hmm. it did not. Um, <laughs> so in the process of all of this, you know, things are getting worse. Um, so they're trying to reach out. They're putting ads in the paper, yada, yada. Um, they would hear chanting coming from the nearby woods. Um, they would see full-bodied apparitions um, in and outside the home. Um, there was supposedly a woman in white who would appear to the children and adults of the house. Um, they would see full animal-human hybrids. Um, and in one instance um, on Project Fear, Dakota and Chelsea... Uh, the main people on that, uh, mentioned how they also experienced a animal-human hybrid on their property as children and how they had never really heard of it happening anywhere else. So I thought that was an interesting note. Mm. Um, and apparently one night, uh, Mr. Dandy, and a couple of other in the family had noticed a group of strange faces outside the window staring back at them. Nope. Yeah. Mr. Dandy then runs outside, you know, to scare whoever it is off. However, when he 
he gets out there, the faces are staring back at him from inside the house. Yup. That is a whole bowl full of fuck that. <laughs> yup. Yup. Mm. Yep. <laughs> so um and this was kind of the turning point um when things started getting worse um things were constantly levitating around the house um this is when the lamp was thrown um Apparently, Mr. Dandy even went through a time of amnesia. Um, I didn't catch how long it was or, like, how extensive. Um, but as someone who has memory problems, when you can't remember shit and you know you know it, mm-hmm. it's hard. Yep. Um so, and it was at this time um, where a exorcist and priest um, from the St. Bonavere uh, University, let me try saying that again, St. Bonaventure University, sorry, that, it was hard to get that proper enunciation. Yeah. I listened to it several times. Um, so them and a team of paranormal investigators are brought in. Um, uh, they, you know, say that the claims are, you know, there, whatnot. Um, and they would have lights turning on and off, doors slamming, banging, voices coming out of the walls. Um, apparently at one point the entire, entire house was reported to have shook. Um, and how there was a negative presence throughout the entire house. Um, unfortunately, the exorcism didn't work. Um, and this was reportedly in the living room, which at the time would have been one of the daughter's bedrooms, or rather the daughter's bedrooms, sorry. Um, in the refutement, um, it is said that the priest did not do an exorcism on the home. What he did was a blessing and that you exercise a person and you bless a home. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I feel like a home can have an exorcism. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what... Out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm i not going to lie. I don't know enough about like what the difference would be. I mean, obviously, I know a person can have an exorcism, but um, I don't know. To me... <laughs> And I could be way off. It, maybe if you do, my thought is if you do a successful exorcism on a person, then couldn't it go anywhere else? Maybe somewhere in the home. Like maybe next it wants to possess a dresser or a wall or, or your light, 
it's just hiding out till it has the opportunity to strike again. Yeah. So why would you not exercise a whole house? But look, that's not my forte. I don't know. <laughs> that's my thought. That is 100% my thought. I mean, not only that, but if you believe that your daughter is in the pre-stages of possession, where the fuck did it come from? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, hello, if it didn't come from a person, it obviously came from the house or the land. Therefore, you do the house and the land. You would think? You follow the train, man. <laughs> they got off at the first stop, apparently, in my opinion. And again, I don't know, you know, just like you, enough about all of it to be able to say yay and nay. Right. But to me, it sounds weird. Yeah, that and to me to, is like putting a Band-Aid on a hole in a boat and expecting it not to sink. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I think that was about the extent of the refutements. Oh, the hanging tree. I'll, I'll get to that. Um, so on the property, there is reported to be a hanging tree. Within this tree, there's various bones, dream catchers, things like that. However, there is no actual reports of a person being hung on the property. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually didn't even know that story until I went to this site with the refutements. Like when if each of the ones that I heard it referred to, it's not referred to as a hanging tree. It's referred to as a creepy ass tree um, or a um, offering tree. Okay. Um, and that's in regards to all of the Native Americans that are believed to have perished there. Um, and so there's a lot of things left for the Native Americans. To me, that makes sense. And yet, there's this other side saying it's a hanging tree. Like, where the, where the fuck did you get the hanging tree from? Right, right. <laughs> you know? You know, I, I think it might be common for, like, that to be a thing. Because I can remember watching um, an episode of that the paranormal caught on camera. <laughs> and... There was a tree that they called the hanging tree and they had brought in like a medium that didn't know anything. And he was like, yeah, I see people just like dangling there like ornaments. Mm. That's what that reminded me of. Sorry. Okay. That I can fully understand then. Um, so, yeah, I believe that was the last of it. Um, of the refutement. I on it. <laughs> the refutement comes from um, a website dedicated to Father Alphonsus. Um, he is reportedly the priest and exorcist who went out to the home. Okay. I think it's more so he refutes to save his own butt. Be. Because there's, there's so much that like it just doesn't add up. Like, yeah. okay, you're saying there's no mound on the property. But nobody said there was a mound, just that there was a massacre. Right. Nobody said the house was an inn. You did, and bodies were found. Right. You know what I mean? 
like he took a section of it and kind of ran with it and was like, well, no, it wasn't this, but yet right. nobody said. So in my opinion, that's what it seems like. It just seems like a, something to cover him and possibly university, church, what have you. Right, right. Because, uh, you know, that doesn't happen. Um, so apparently exorcism did not work. Um, they had a small period of calm afterwards. Um, and then suddenly it ramped right back up again. And that was when the dandies were like, nope, fuck this, we're out. Um, and it was said that it was 16 months, whereas this guy's like, well, no, it was a period of four years. Um, however, apparently nobody has really stayed in the home for long. So to me, a 16 months would make sense. Like nobody stays like a year. <laughs> okay. Um, the current owner, actually, I think the only way he has remained safe is by the fact that he doesn't actually live there. Um, it's entirely a tourist trap, basically, a paranormal variety. Okay. <laughs> paranormal tourist trap. Um, yeah, so there's tours and all that kind of stuff. He has it set up as a, like, functional home, even though it's not, um, does various um haunted nights and things like that you can have tour um all the fun stuff yeah that goes along with it um so apparently the majority of the activity um is reported in either the kitchen or up on the second floor which is where the bedroom was that had the door barricaded um the room on the second floor is open now um and yeah things do still gather in there um the current owner has security cameras set up throughout the entire house um he's got infrared and all of that um he has caught full-bodied apparitions um and has actually even caught a apparition walking all the way up the stairs. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, but it is also said that the property might be more haunted than the house. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um out on the property, uh all manner of things you see ghost lights you hear voices um you get separated um all that fun jazz that you don't want to happen in a forest in the middle of the night yeah yeah, yeah. um i think i'd have to pass on that well i don't i mean with a group yes by myself no mm-hmm. um uh, is very apparently very common for people on the hundred acres to see native american spirits wandering um there is a pond on the property and they are apparently frequently seen around that area um or within the forest however when 
people are at the home, sometimes the Native American spirits will show up. Um, I did see in one of the things where uh, someone had lived on the property, um, not the 10 acres, but of the 100. And it was a younger family. Father was outside like grilling or had a fire going or something along that lines. And the child looked out the window and said, who's the angry Indian staring at dad? That just gave me chills. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, lots of fun there. Um, and that's pretty much with all of the homes that are on that 100 acres. Um, it is referred to as the Enchanted Mountain um, because there is so much activity within the area. I mean, I don't know if enchanted is the word I would go for. <laughs> I, I would go with haunted mountain, personally. But I guess enchanted sounds better if you want to bring people in. Very true, very true. <laughs> um, and apparently there is reportedly a dark presence um, that lurks in the house and on the grounds. Um and when Darren gives advice for that, he's like, if you think you're interacting with a dark entity, he's like, just stop. He's like, just go to another area and start doing something else. He's like, don't think about it. He's like, just end it. He's like, because it comes up out of nowhere and you never know what's going to happen, basically. So I was like, oh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um. So in the various um, investigation uh, that I watched, there were REM pods um, that would frequently go off, SB7, spirit box, um, knocks, bangs, footsteps, voices, um, chanting, the whole gambit, you know, like this house has all the bells and whistles that investigators are looking for. Um, although some say it is not for the faint of heart because it is so active. So, yeah. Oh, Estes method. That's, that's another fun one. You'll, you'll get interesting responses with that. Yeah. Oh, uh, I can imagine. They'll, they'll, they'll answer. Um, and apparently there's a one woman and she seems to be very polite. <laughs> well at least there's a polite one yeah like she's all oh hello and she'll answer your questions and then if something happens she'll be like i'm leaving now bye <laughs> see them are the kind you want right um however she left because the dark thing showed up but yeah of course i don't blame her uh let's see <laughs> oh in the woods uh one of the sets of investigators uh were using a sv7 um and they got the words angry and rage um and at the same time like they were hearing you know movement and footsteps and things like that um in an area where one of the other investigators had seen something and yeah, like it was a whole thing. It, it was interesting. Um, 
And like they were wondering, like, why would it be angry? Why would it have rage? Yada, yada, yada. However, if it's Native American and it's white people who came in, you know, unaligned to the entire clan, yeah, they're going to be angry. They're going to have some rage and they most certainly aren't going to want white people on their land. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Very interesting place. Um, I think I would totally go check it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, now, when you go, and you, you maybe said this, but I, I'm, my brain's not braining today. Now, if you go, can you go anywhere on the hundred acres? Okay, okay. Um, not the hundred acres, the ten, the dam. Okay, owns. okay, okay. So, um, and the hanging tree is on that property. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if I would want to do the outdoor outdoor stuff. Yeah. I, I don't think I would want to. Um, it also in the basement, there is a crawl space. We all know how Jill feels about basements. <laughs> At the same time, we don't know if this is the crawl space that they used or if it was a different crawl space somewhere else. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, there's only one basement. I have said, I got to go in the basement. And that was when we went to Stimson Hospital. Mm. Yeah, because I, when I came home that night and I was talking to Roy about it, I said, yeah, I want to go in the basement. He was like, wait a minute. <laughs> you, you wanted to? Mm -hmm, I did. Well, that's where... The first doctor met his end. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think this would be a very interesting location to visit. Um, oh, for sure. For so many reasons for me. You know, like, I, I want confirmation on the history. Mm -hmm. So, because so much of it is just hearsay and legend and all of that. Um, although, you know, there is some things that are provable, you know, like the bones. Like, mm -hmm. to me, that that's proof that that was an actual story. Absolutely. Um, as far as the boy dying with the saw, that was a real thing. However, it is not the age that people are led to believe um so yeah yeah i i i wouldn't mind going with the group that that would be a fun field trip Dan. <laughs> yes that that would be a fun fun ass field trip yeah well maybe maybe not fun i mean oh no it would be fun yeah because we gotta get there and we got to get back. Yeah. We'll just scare the shit out of ourselves while we're there and enjoy the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I doubt. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I would like to go there. Yeah. And like I said, it's just a property that has been on my mind the last few months. And yeah, finally covered it. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you did. That one, that was a 
a good one. Thanks. And, you know, there's been several places when we talk about it and things like that where we go, oh, yeah, that, that's on our bucket list. We need to start writing this bucket list down. We do. We do really need to make our paranormal bucket list. Absolutely. For sure. So, yeah, thank you. That one was a good one. I thought so. Um, let's see. Got anything? Um, we don't know exactly what we're doing yet, but we are close to our hundredth episode. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, we we've tossed around a few ideas. Um, but we haven't came to any decisions, I don't think, on anything. Nope. Um, so we could do, let's see, what could we do? We could, I don't know, maybe create a poll and see what people would like to see for our big, big, big episode. We can do that give some options and meantime if you want to give us options let us know in the comment section below yes also if you notice that jill and i have the same shirt on let us know in the comments below i think we brought it up in the beginning that we're okay so and it's we funny brought it up with your daughter we did not bring it up at the beginning of the episode i thought we did I thought we did. I thought we just went up with her. I don't know. We could be wrong. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah. Um, and the funny thing is, is I was going to grab this shirt this morning and I'm like, I'll get to it in a minute. And then I got busy doing everything else and talking to my daughter about her hair. And um, I have like these condition treatments for um, damaged bleached hair. <laughs> Um, and I, I just forgot to go change. So initially I did have this picked out. That's why it was so quick for me to, to like put it on and come back. Yeah. And then I'm like, let me see your shirt. Cause I seen the, the first, the first letter mm -hmm. and, she, and I'm like, I have it. And we both ordered it from the same place and there was many color options. And oddly enough, we even got the same fucking color. Yep. Ironically, I wanted the burgundy. They were I, I don't remember. Um, to be fair, that color was out in a lot of the shirts that I wanted. <laughs> yeah. And I, 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 because I'm in the process of like doing a deep clean on my room, <clears throat> one of the things that I do when I do a deep clean is I try to purge some clothes. But here's my problem. Here is my problem. I am a sentimental person. Emphasis on mental. Um, so I don't like to just give shit away all willy-nilly. I got like, how am I going to feel if I don't have that shirt anymore? I may not have worn it in a year. But I don't know how I'm going to feel if I don't have it as an option. It's a problem. 
for sure. It's a problem. Sorry. Don't be sorry. It's a good problem to have. I mean. <laughs> I do not have that problem. <laughs> um, um. There's a shirt I have. It was merchandise from another podcast that I listened to. Um, and they no longer make episodes. And it, it was one of those things, like they would say it in the episode. I'm like, oh my God, I, I love that saying. In fact, that's part of where, like when I say make words, that's part of where it comes from. The podcast um, is Color Me Dead. Um, and the full phrase that they would say when they were stumbling on like a word that they wanted to say, but couldn't say it, they would say, fuck mouth, make words. And that's what it says. And it's got a set of lips with a, a crayon kind of hanging out of it. And I know it don't fit me. I know it don't. Cause since my surgery, I've put on weight. Um, so I know it don't fit me. I haven't, well, I don't know. I haven't see. And that's my thing. I haven't tried a lot of these on, so it might, but I don't know. But that's one of them that I'm, I'm having issues with. Like, I mean, I can't give it to one of my grandkids. Um, so yeah, I'd have to find somebody at work that would, I don't know appreciate it yeah i mean there, there there's a few um shirts that i was like yep i'm gonna try it on and if it's i don't like tight shirts at all mm -hmm. um even if they're meant to be like the tight because i got some rolls i got some back titties um and i don't want to emphasize those so i like my shirts baggy so I got some I'm going to try on today and if they're not baggy, whether I love them or not, they're going good for you. And, and one of them is going to crush me because, um, it was, I had it made, um, cause I really, really love the show shameless and it says drink until you're a Gallagher oh, and, I remember. I, and I don't drink, but for the last, I don't know, seven years, that has been my St. Patrick's Day shirt because it's green and it's got the clovers on it. Mm -hmm. So if that one's too snug, I'm going to be sad. <laughs> but right. I, I, I've made the decision. If it doesn't fit, it's going no matter how much I love it. So yeah, but all right. I hope everybody is having a phenomenal weekend and I hope your week ahead is. Not in an explosive way. No, just kisses everywhere. I mean, blow the kisses. Just kiss. All right, everyone have a good week. See you next time. Bye.